This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to the Scarf Pagara War. Part of the TalkSport Fan Network. And charity partners with Mentel. For county fans, by county fans. Hello and welcome to the Courtyard Club Call with me, Russ Johnson. I'm joined by Dan Colverwell. You well, Dan? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Good, good. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us and listening to us. Uh, sorry about last week. Uh, we were all unavailable um, as the as the as the planets aligned. So apologies for that. But we're back to talk about Doncaster Rovers, the uh, five star performance against Doncaster Rovers. We are part of the Talksport Network, and our charity partner is Mentel. So please check those out. They sponsor us. That'd be uh, that'd be very fantastic. Thank you very much. Okay, Doncaster. Then I didn't go on Saturday, uh, but Dan, you did. So yeah. um, over to you. Let's start with the lineup. Lots lots to talk about in terms of lineup. So Hinchliffe in net, Bristow right, Horsefall South and Hales along the back, Bailey Powell Camps, Lemon Hay Evans uh, through the middle, Olafi and Madden up front. No Wooten. Mac is back and the bench just looked pure filth. So, yeah, um, yeah any surprises there for you? Oh, Was you lots, and lots, and, lots and lots of surprises. Um, like I say, Mac, we thought Mac might be back and obviously on the bench uh, for the last weekend for the game in Notts County that was called off for him to start. I I personally thought Challoner would start with the same 11 as he did against Walsall. He's, he's a yeah. bit of a creature of habit with things with winning sides and he doesn't often change a winning side unless there's injury. So for Powell to start, even though the cameos that he's been getting have been really, really good, was a bit of a surprise. Uh, for Macca to come back in was a surprise. Also, Akko Wright to play left centre-back, um, I thought was a little bit of a surprise. Um, so I don't think I've actually seen him play left centre-back um, before. And like I said, Byrne didn't have a bad game. So... You know, they were the, the, the main surprises. Um, obviously, if Wharton's got an injury, which is, I think they said he's got a thigh strain or something like that, then Madden would obviously be the natural replacement for him. But yeah, for um, Crowsdale to drop in, obviously, as soon as you see Crowsdale not starting, yeah, you sort of worry a little bit because he is a bit of a. I think there is a silly stat that goes around that we don't win many matches when Crowsdale doesn't start. So, um, yeah, I was surprised with the lineup. Yeah, I don't think many people got eleven out of eleven on Fan Hub. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, reaction to the bench. I mean, when I saw the bench, I just thought, "Wow, that is that is a good bench." Yeah, and like they said, this and he's like you say, obviously, Wooten missing out with an injury. You've got Ethan Pye to go on there. You've got Collis still as well. So, like you said, these some of them big names are actually going to miss out. Um, it was good to see. I think the surprise in that was Sarsovic. I think, like I said, we were sort of led to believe that Hippo was was close to sort of coming back on the bench for Knotts. 
Torre, nice to see him back on the bench. Um, obviously, after last week, sort of got him back in involved in the group. But yes, Sarsevich, yeah, great to see him back on the bench and get some minutes under his belt. Yeah, and all of a sudden, I mean, we'll talk about the performance and the result in a second. But all of a sudden, it's looking, it's looking a lot, lot better than it was maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, like I say. 1st of January when we obviously played Mansfield and we lost to Mansfield. Um, you know, everyone's glass was half empty then, I think. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, three games later, near a month later, and we've played three games, we've won two, lost one. And, you know, players are starting to come back. Um, you know, and, you know, players like Hippolyte, like I say, we, he's not played, I think he's played 60 minutes all season um, in bits and bobs. I think four substitute appearances so far, five now after to this weekend. And, you know, that in itself is like a brand new signing. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, that, that sh- we've always said, because you can make five substitutes in the Football League and have a bench of seven, that, you know, this season our bench was what was going to sort of stand us out from the crowd, really. And like you say, when you, you can bring on, like you say, Hippo and Sarsovic off the bench, then yeah, yeah, we we sh- we should have that quality to finish games off in the last ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, before we get into actual football, though, what was the what was the mood like? What was the atmosphere like? Um, yeah, it was a weird one because it's the first time I've been to Doncaster Rovers, and it's like I say, it's one that the boy wanted to tick off his list um, of going to. When we pulled up, it's you look at the stadium, you think it's a fantastic stadium, you know, really, really nicely set up, um, nicely get easy to get to, um, no complaints there. Food inside the ground was brilliant. You go to your seat, the view was brilliant, but the atmosphere, it was we talk about solar stadiums, yeah, but it just really, I mean. I think the attendance was seven and a half thousand or near seven and a half thousand. And it's I think it's a twenty thousand seater stadium, but the there was no sort of like real pre-match build-up. I mean the PA system you couldn't really hear it much in the away end or it didn't sound very loud, but it just sound it just felt like a a flat stadium. There was nothing I mean the county faithful were obviously making a lot of noise and we had the drum going and things like that. So there was a lot of noise in Iran, but you just didn't get any reaction or any noise from the home fans at all. And it, it, it you know, it was a bit of a weird sensation. Um, I thought a bit of a weird one, not as bad as Milton Keen Dons, but yeah, it, it, it weren't the greatest. Yeah, I mean they've they've moved from Bellevue a long, long time ago, haven't they? Now, and that was that was a crumbling stadium, but it is they, they're in they're, they're definitely in that era of clubs moving to these prefabricated flat packs almost aren't they where they are they're just empty they just seem to be empty uh carcasses although they do well on the food apparently so yeah uh... the food was top notch the stewarding was really helpful and nice um you know everything about the state it was just like i say i suppose it's the fans that make the the, the atmosphere yeah um, i don't know because it's such a big stadium that any little atmosphere you've got is then dispersed and lost um but yeah, it was just like I say, it was just a bit of a weird one. Even halfway through the game, I heard a little boy beside us or behind us asking if this was a friendly match. <laughs> yeah, you know, because the atmosphere was a bit like yeah. that. Um, 
so wow. yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. And as 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 well, just just to just to add to that, they're not having a great season. I think they're down just above the relegation zone, or they certainly are now. Um, so you 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 know you're going to get that, and and maybe that played into Challoner's hands. I mean, would that would that be the reason for such a quick start? I mean, if we look at the first half statistics, and then you could tell us how it sort of played out. 66% possession in that first half. 1.14 goals expected. Of course, we got three in the first half against there, not 0.54. 11 shots, five on target, three big chances. Um, double uh, Doncaster's passing um, and not as many fouls committed and more corners than Doncaster. So, I mean, the score suggests it. Well, you tell us, you know, pretty dominant in the first half. We just came out like, you know, came out rapid, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, Chalman has said before that he wants us to start on the front foot, um, very positive. And the first two, the first 10 minutes of each half, actually, that's exactly what we got. Straight on the front foot, um, straight for the attack, straight, you know, looking to make opportunities. Um, you know, and even before we scored, we had which I think was like the fourth minute, fifth minute, we had chances to score before that. Um, and it was, it was very... Um, the other week against Walsall, the first half, we, we we commented about lacking that impotence and penetration and being, you know, the mindset of just attacking their goal without, you know, turning on the ball and going at it. They did everything right from the first minute of of Doncaster Rovers game where like you say they would just bump get the ball and it was attack 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 um you know and it was it it was really really good but like I say the first 10 minutes of both halves you felt I felt especially we were in third gear I felt that we had other gears to go up into um you know, even though that we were good and we were dominating, um, I just felt that we still had more. We could have gone up another gear or two gears at least. Yeah, and that, and that's the frightening thing, really, isn't it? I've watched a couple of the vlogs from after the fact um, yesterday and today, and they said that as well. You know, we we look like we could we could if they even if they even tried to turn it on, we'd just up our game, which is frightening considering what the end result was. Um, yeah. Anybody, anybody in particular? I mean, there's loads, didn't they? But anybody in particular stand out above anybody else in terms of the first half? It, I, <laughs> to be honest, it was, it was an absolute team performance. I think Bristol was a little bit quieter than what he had been against the Walsall match. Um, camps weren't as dominant, but I think he was holding back a little bit. Powell looked like he was playing football in the park. It was. It looked absolutely effortless for him. I know that, obviously, if we're losing a game and his his sort of style may look like he's not trying, but he was just looked like he was playing part football um, against a load of eleven year olds. To be honest, because he he was just doing what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it, and um, it was a masterclass. Paddy, I come away from that game actually thinking put a 12-month contract in front of Paddy now and get him to sign it. Um, we know he's out of contract in the summer. We know there's been talk that he might be moving on to passages new because to get the game time. 
I personally, I'd just be sticking a 12-month contract under his nose and say, we want you for one more season. Um, but yeah, no, Maka for me, I thought was, you know, same again. He looked like he'd not even been injured, to be honest. He was mm. straight back at it. He looked better, actually. He looked like he, the break has actually done him good and he recharged his batteries because I thought he was absolutely electric. Obviously, last time we played at Doncaster last season was when he actually got sent off um, and Tommy Rowe stitched him up and he had Tommy Rowe actually on toast all game. Um, he absolutely... I mean, like I say, Tommy Rowe's going to be having nightmares on Saturday night about Macca because he absolutely had him all game. Um, but yeah, no, the, 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 yeah, he was, he was, there wasn't a bad player. Um, I think the lowest rating was probably Ben Inchliffe. Well, it was, he, yeah. And just just looking at the lowest, yeah, the lowest rating was Ben Inchliffe was, uh, with a 6.1 on Fort Mob, which, believe it or not, there's only one player from the whole of the Doncaster Rovers team that gets higher than that. Um, and Hinchley've had nothing to do, so yeah, yeah. that tells you that tells you a lot. In terms of the shape, then was it was it a flat back four? Oh, well, I say flat back. It's never flat back, is it? Um, with County, was it a back four with attacking wingers, as as it was the lineup would suggest? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was definitely a back four with Ackill playing left centre back. Um, I would say Macca got up and down the right wing more than what Bristol did, where. On the obviously the Walsall game, Bristol was more lopsided and was had that left hand side going up and down a lot more. It seemed that we actually went the other way where Bristol was sort of held back a little bit um, in that shape, and Macca was the one that was sort of as much as possible trying to overlap Connor Leia, um Connor Evans um, as much as possible. Um, and like I say, he was going up and down. Camp seems to be the one that was doing the Crowsdale role, sitting as the pivot. And like I say, Powell, Bailey and Lemon Evans, um, Lemon A. Evans was just absolutely just running the show, to be honest. Was there much was there much interchange with them? Because obviously you've got Bailey, Powell, Camps, <clears throat> Lemon Hay Evans. I'm guessing, I didn't go myself, Camps sort of sat in, did he? And let the others sort of interchange? And, and yeah, I mean, yeah, so Powell was more sort of like, he was just all over the place, to be honest. Powell at times, um, you know, and he was just picking the ball up and just flicking it on, and just one touch flicks and one touch passes. And I same thing because you had a lot of movement in front of him with Laffy and um, Lemonade Heavens, and Paddy was just then picking up areas and spots. You know, he was he was timing his runs, and the Doncaster just couldn't pick up the man that, you know, that they didn't know who to pick up. You know, if Tanto was yeah. on the shoulder, then Paddy would sit back and, you know, and there was just so much space for them. Um, you know, it, I, to the point where I think Doncaster just, for me, looked like the worst team we've played this season. Um, worse than Sutton, to be honest. Um, like I say, the first 10 minutes we set off, on fire, I but I still think we had gears to go up to after we scored the two goals. I think we set sat back a bit. Um, even though I still think that first half could have ended up five or six nil just on the mm -hmm. first half. 
Um, Powell's hit the bar um, on there. Evans, um, before we scored, was through on goal. Um, and he's made the keeper save. Um, so, yeah, the, you know, for me, the, we, we could have been up 5-0 at half-time very, very easily. Yeah. No, sounds like a good performance. And then into the second half, I mean, notable that Doncaster made a f- uh, quadruple substitution, uh, including Billy Waters coming on, which is not... Um, which is not, you know, not not to be sniffed at. Then with away days, we count you great, but there's nothing quite like playing at Edgeley Park. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Then I think it's 40 seconds, was it? Yeah, Madden. I mean, you couldn't tell that the substitutions have been made, to be honest. Um, it mm. was the same old from Doncaster. Yeah, straight away, Evans, um, Macca, little one-twos on the side. Um, Mac is running to space, got his head up um, and just basically put the ball right where Paddy wants it. Um, yeah, when he's, he's not going to miss from there. You serve him up balls like that and, you know, he's going to score all day long. Um, to be honest, Wharton would probably be crying if he was watching that because he's one of them games that he's thinking if you'd want to be a striker on that game because the amount of decent balls that were being put in, you would have a field day. And like I say, I think Paddy probably would probably be frustrated actually he didn't get his hat-trick um, in that game because, you know, there was an opportunity to do that. But yeah, the, the, straight away, you know, first 10 minutes, you know, Challen has said, we've said again, wants them to start front foot fast, positive, and exactly again from the kickoff, absolutely electric. Um, and then, like you say, what I think what happened going 4 0 up, I think Tano wanted his goal. He you know, he, he was desperate to get his goal. He knew that there was a goal there for him and didn't want to come away from a high scoring game and not getting on the goal sheet. Yeah. You know, and you could see that when he got his goal ten minutes later, um that meant a lot to him. Um you know he was he was ecstatic about that. Same again. Um Connor Evans breaks down the right hand side. Um Tanto makes a good run. He's, you know, same again, all about the work that he does before Connor Evans crosses the ball in positional play and he, he's, he makes a, a dart in front of the defender and he gets his diving header on it. Um, you know, and, and straight past the keeper, to be honest. Um, you know, a really, really good goal. We, after that went in, same again, I think we dropped down a gear again. I think we went back into second gear and it was just one of them games, actually, that time seemed to drag. Yeah. Uh, you sort of look at it and you think, oh, we've only got 10 minutes left and it's 65 minutes played on the clock. And you think, oh God, this is, you know, this is it's starting to get cold in the stands now. The, the home fans, there's probably half of them left by then. Um, and literally, if, if, the, if they ever devise a, you know, a button in football where 
a team can press it and say, let's call it a day and just give the other team a, a three, <laughs> three goals. And, you know, that's it, you know, a surrender button. Then they would have pressed it and that would have been the end of that. But, um, you know, we stepped off the gas massively. Um, and, you know, and it's allowed them to have a chance. Um, I think without blaming him, but it probably was his fault. Bristol, for me, should have probably put his foot through it and not let the defender get across him and then sort of toe pack, poke it past um, Hinchliffe um, into the back of the net. But you can't be overcritical when you've scored five. No, that's it. And the, the second half stats do tell a story. So massively took our foot off the gas because the damage has already been done. So Doncaster, 53% possession. They had the higher expected goals in the second half, 1.19 to our 0.54. They had more shots than us, albeit less on target, less big chances, but they had more uh, possession, well, as I've said, but more passes in that possession as well. So yeah. not a bad second half for Doncaster, but you've, they, they'll probably be looking at it going, well, yeah, Stockport or County, they'll, they'll say Stockport, we'll say County. Yeah. Taken the, you know, taken our foot massively off the pedal and gone down to neutral almost by the yeah. sounds of yeah. it. From 60 minutes onwards, it felt like a friendly. Um, they took County just absolutely just strolling it um, and passing it about with ease, to be honest, which, same again, was good because what it then allowed us to do is to make them substitutions to get players on that we needed to get game time into their legs. And it was a situation where that, you know, that there wasn't a pressure on them to perform as such. You know, we're all looking forward to seeing what Richards could do. Um, obviously, big build-up, a Louis Barry-type player. But if we all remember, Louis Barry's first game was a bit of a non-event against, you know, and that's what I think it might be with him. It might take him three or four appearances to find his feet in league football. Was the But with Rico Richards, was there any sign? And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the substitutes next. With Rico Richards, was there any sign that he... He looks a step ahead, you know, above the level that, that he's playing at. No, not really. I don't he had a few little nice touches on the ball. Um on there, and he, he, you know, he got hold of the ball. But there weren't, like you say, no, there was no expectations from me from him, and there wasn't nothing on there that goes, you know, where he's managed to get the ball at his feet and have a good run at the defenders, like you know, what Barry would do. The, the word that, but I didn't expect him to do that. I just wanted him to, you know, not give the ball away or not make a mistake or not get himself silly, but just, you know, have some steady touches on the ball, a couple of nice little one twos. Um, and that was enough for me, to be honest. Um, yeah, you know, and I'd say hopefully it will come with game time and, you know, experiencing it will come with him. Um, so yeah, but, you know, obviously they, the county. There's something in the lad because obviously, yeah. you know, he's where he's come from and stuff like that. Um, and like I say, we're going to remember this is his first loan dealing. Louis Barry had been on loan three or four times before he came to us, and a lot of clubs before us all reckoned that he didn't do anything for them. So, you know, he's not going to be the he's not the solution to all our problems or getting us promote. You know. We shouldn't be putting expectation on a, a young lad like that. And if he if he comes on and scores 
one goal that wins us one game during his long period, then he's a success for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think anybody's putting any sort of undue expectation on him. I think he's in, he's probably in the really good environment where we're playing so well, or we're starting to coming you know, back into that form yeah. where a player like him might thrive in that. So yeah, it might take time. I guess what I was alluding to is uh, as soon as I saw Will Collar pass the ball a couple of times and Powell. You just yeah. knew that they're really good players. Um, and I just thought that, that might be the case with Rico. Um, Sarsavik and Hippolyte coming back from injury. Anything to pick up on those two? No, Hippo looked good. He got a few touches on the ball. He looked up to speed. Sarsavic didn't really do anything you know, he, he, at all. But I think he was playing more on the right-hand side than being in the centre. He was just about getting minutes under his belt. Hippo looked lively for somebody that, you know that has been out all season. Basically, he looked um, trim and he looked you know up to speed and you know pacing his legs. Um, so, like I say, for me, that having Hippo back is quite an exciting thing for the for the running for the season. Um, I think obviously trying to think who else came on as well. Uh, um, Torre, Torre came on on 73. Um, yeah, and Crowsdale. Crowsdale came on at 90, uh, so late that he's not even been given a rating. Crowsdale. Yeah, Torre came on for Bristol, didn't do anything wrong, was quite steady. I think it was just more of a case of him getting back in the group and a bit of fresh legs, obviously, because as we, we were told, that he obviously played the first game. In the for Gambia, but he didn't. He was on the bench then for the next two and didn't get any game time. So you know it's good for him to get a little bit of um, time in his legs. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like I say it was just you know there was no expectation or any new subs. The game had been won, so they weren't put in a, a pressure situation where they have to go out. You know, they're, they're there to score a goal or there to get us see the game out for us or anything like that. So. Um, it was nice to see them and, you know, come on in that environment really. But, you know, you could tell as much as I was disappointed, obviously the Notts County game didn't go ahead because I think that was a game there for that was there for the taking mm. with Notts County. You could see that the rest really, really did them good. You know, all five goals, all five goals, our four goals were all headed goals as well. Um, all from you know set pieces, which we've we've commented about that we're not scoring enough goals from set pieces before. Um, crosses to the box, you know, when you look at Fop Mob and you see like the the hot shot map where the chances have been taken, the amount of chances that we've taken in the eighteen yard box count is is really really good. Where mm-hmm. some games where we've commented on that we've had one shot in the eighteen yard box and you know it's not good enough, where you know, on Doncaster game, it's it's, it's absolutely all over the box um, where the chances and shots that we're taking at goal. So, yeah, it, it was good. Um, you know, really, really good performance. You couldn't knock it, really. Absolutely. Um, so, getting towards the end now, um, who's your man of the match? I'd, I'd go, it's a hard one, but I'd go for Macca for the simple reason... You know, first game back from injury, played 90 minutes, influential, two assists, defensively, you know, was really, really good. 
But the the fact in as well, you know, last time he came at Doncaster, he was sent off early on in the game. Um, you know, so I think he had something to prove to himself coming back here. And, you know, for me, I thought it was, it was just a brilliant performance by him. But same again, you could pick eight man of the matches and, you know, you, you wouldn't be wrong with any of the choices. Yeah, absolutely. Just to confirm as well, I said before that everybody got more than 6.1. Um, of the starting 11, everybody got more than 6.1. Um, of the substitutes, SARS comes out with a 6. But again, this is football, but it's pretty subjective. So we'll leave that there. Um, interesting points as well. We've not won away at Doncaster since 1996. I think the club put that out, which is a, an interesting start. Um, and we've not won an away match since November, I believe, as well, prior to that, which sounds a long time, but it's probably, I've not done any research on this, but it's probably the end of November. We had a, and we, we, only, we only played two matches in um, January today, and they've both been at home. So it's kind of misle- I mean, it's misleading start, I would say, in terms of that. Um, but yeah, um, a referee was he quiet? Uh, did you notice him? I guess we won five one, so everybody's happy with the ref. Yeah, well, we are. I think they were looking <laughs> for reasons to moan. Uh, I, there was after the first goal that he seemed to be having a chat with Fraser Horsfall a lot. Um, I thought personally thought he was fouled in the build up to that first goal um, and should have been a penalty. So I don't know if that's why he was talking to him about that but yeah I mean there were there weren't no nothing that exciting. There was one bit where I think he had to go off the side of the pitch to replace his his headset or get a new can of spray foam or something. He where you know the extra time for the first half sort of seemed to come from when he went off the pitch for a, a minute or so. Um but no yeah I'd be happy if he was refing next weekend. I'd be happy. He's making it sound like the most boring five-one away win ever. It was. It was easy. It was. It was a so so easy um, of a game. To be honest, like I say, if, I think our current under twenty ones would give that first team a better game. It was Doncaster for me. If they play like that for the rest of the season, they're playing national league. Uh, and they won't finish mid-table in the National League. Mm. It was such a poor, poor performance from them. I'd like to say the worst team I think I've seen, you know, county play this season, even if we beat Sutton, you know, if that was at home, I think if we're at home, that could have very easily been another eight or nine nil with the home fans and the atmosphere going on. And the problem... I suppose at a certain point, playing in a library actually helped him because it just being it was just turned into a nothing game at five 0 It just you know it's for, from sixty minutes onwards, it was just no jeopardy, no urgency. The game we've been won, and it, like you say, if you could have a a button to say we give up button, I think they would have been pressing it and saying, "Oh well, you know, well." But, you know, take an 8-0 win, we'll finish at 60 minutes and move on till next week. Instant instant match result. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Right, brilliant. Thank you very much for that. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to every patron as well. Uh, 
we've got nearly 60 patrons now, which is which is brilliant. So we're really pleased for that. And uh, we thank every single one of you for, for giving us your hard-earned money uh, to listen to this content. We'll be back on Wednesday with the... Uh, so, yes. Oh, now that's a good one. Yeah, we'll be back on Thursday. It's deadline day on Thursday with... I've waited all week for that. And there is a episode of Dave Smith Never Existed coming out very soon. Um, ben and Nick... Uh, I'm not sure if they've recorded that yet, but it's definitely in the offing, so that'll be coming out very soon for you to uh, to enjoy. Um, Dan, cheers, mate. No worries. Good stuff, and we will see and hear everybody next week. Cheers, thank you. I saw a crowd of strange faces And they said to me Where can I see The famous county so I said to them, come follow me. We'll take you down to Edgerly. And there for all the world to see are the glorious Stockport County. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.